1: Today is Thursday, April 22, 2021. On this day in 1884, Austrian imposter, con man and serial killer Hugo Schenk was hanged to death for the murder of four women. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of Hugo Shanks' crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of murder and execution that some people may find offensive. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today, we're covering the execution of Hugo Schenck for the murder of at least four women. Let's go back to Austria on the morning of April 22, 1884. As Hugo Schenck waited in his cell, He groomed his thick, walrus-like mustache. The 35-year-old prided himself on his excellent presentation. He prided himself on appearing like an upright gentleman with an agreeable face, even as he awaited the hangman's noose. In this dark age of revolution and change, an educated man only needed to speak, and others did his bidding— Hugo was educated. He could say he was anyone, and people believed him. And he had used that ability to commit unspeakable atrocities. But he couldn't do it alone. Hugo had committed his crimes with a partner, 23-year-old Carl Schlossereck. Schlossereck was the muscle, Hugo the face and the brain. They had met in the dungeon-like Stein Penitentiary in 1881. That was Hugo's second time in leg irons, doing time for fraud and conning women. After that stretch, Hugo and Schlossereck vowed to keep out of prison. And the only way to ensure that was to never leave their victims alive. At first, Hugo and Schlossereck hunted men. They enticed youths coming to Vienna for work by offering them jobs. But that didn't work out. Working class men were difficult to overpower, and they weren't exactly wealthy targets. So Hugo suggested that women would be easier. Tragically, he was right. Hugo started writing lonely hearts ads in the newspaper and lured in 34 year old Josefina Timal. She was quick to answer his ad, and even quicker to accept his marriage proposal. Hugo had deceived women his whole life, and Josefina surrendered to his charms. He told her to bring her savings and jewelry to a romantic escape in the wilderness, with Schlossereck disguised as his manservant. Once they were far from prying eyes, Hugo and Schlosserek killed Josefina and dumped her cold body into the Hranyitsa abyss. The water in that cavernous hole is warm, but an awful irritant on the skin. The passages at the bottom wind like an ear canal before plunging into kilometer deep depths. No one found Josefina for a year. Meanwhile, Josefina's aunt, Katerina Timol, came looking for her niece. Hugo enticed Katarina to Vienna with a job offer, picking her up at a train station. Carl Schenk, Hugo's younger brother, joined them as they ventured into the forest outside the city. Hugo ordered Carl to hold Katerina. He then sliced her throat to the bone. Carl was shaken, slathered in Katerina's hot blood. Hugo soothed him as they tossed Katarina's body into the Danube River. But even if Carl couldn't keep the murder a secret, Hugo wasn't worried. His little brother had an unspecified mental disability. If he tried to talk, Hugo could easily flip the blame on him. In addition to killing Josefina and Katerina Timol, Hugo also tricked a cook named Theresia Keterl into robbing her employer. Then he invited her to a picnic in the Alpine foothills on August 5th, 1883. There, Schenk produced a revolver and asked if Theresia wanted to play Russian roulette. He pulled the trigger on himself first with all the bullets taken out. Then Hugo gave the revolver to Teresia for her turn. He managed to reload the cylinder before Teresia pulled the trigger on herself. Hugo dropped Teresia's lifeless body into a ravine. Nobody would discover her for another year. About two months later, Hugo wrote another Lonely Hearts ad. This time, a woman named Rosa Ferenczi answered. Hugo and Schlossereck took Rosa out to the Danube River and bashed her skull in with an axe. They weighted her body and chucked her into the Danube River. Rosa's body was never recovered. With no physical evidence tying Hugo to his crimes, it seemed like he was in the clear. Certainly, his partners in crime would never turn him in. And yet, the person Hugo Schenck had to be worried about was himself. Coming up, Hugo Schenck pays for his crimes.
2: The internet. What would we do without it?
3: So much information, so little time. And yet, with all the answers available online,
2: there still lie scores of deep, dark, spooky secrets. Mysteries yet to be solved, until now. This isn't clickbait, this is our exclusive new podcast, Internet Urban Legends. I'm Loie, your evidence expert.
3: And I'm Eleanor, the self-proclaimed skeptic. Together we're the gruesome twosome, sleuths in search of the weirdest stories on the web.
2: Every Tuesday, we investigate the internet's creepiest conundrums, covering each conspiracy theory and combing through every clue to separate hoax from haunt.
3: Whether it's the video sure to make you lose your appetite, Blank Room Soup.
2: Or every kid's worst nightmare, the terrifying truth behind Disney's deaths.
3: Or every parent's worst nightmare, social media's Momo Challenge.
2: Each episode of Internet Urban Legends is chock full of disturbing details which are either truly demented or ripe for debunking.
3: And no matter our conclusion, we're sure to be left scared half to death. So won't you join us?
2: follow our new Spotify original from podcast internet urban legends listen free and exclusively on Spotify
0: this episode is brought to you by anytime fitness forget dark alleys and cemeteries for some the gym is the scariest place of all but it doesn't have to be With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details.
1: Now back to the story. On April 22nd, 1884... Hugo Schenk was hanged to death for the murder of four women. Hugo was an imposter, a con man, and a serial killer. He remains one of Austria's most notorious killers. While police searched for his first victim, Josefina Timal, they found Hugo's love letters to her. They dripped with purple prose, manipulations, and Karl Schlossereck's apartment address. Hugo and Schlossereck were sleeping in the apartment when police kicked the doors down and arrested them. Hugo knew he was finished. The police had figured out his method of luring women with jobs or marriages, then killing them for their money. After being taken into custody, Hugo wrote to his loyal girlfriend, Emilia Herxmann, asking her to slip him poison so he could die on his own terms. Emilia only knew Schenk as his fake alias, a count on the run from Russian authorities. Schenk would turn up at Emilia's apartment after a long absence and ask her to hide him from visiting Russians. Of course, Schenk was hiding from the authorities or people looking for him regarding the missing women. Despite discovering her boyfriend was a swindler and possible murderer, Emilia still tried to smuggle poison to Hugo. She tried to palm him poison in court, but authorities grew suspicious and confiscated the bottle. With suicide no longer an option, Hugo blamed Karl Schlossereck for everything, trying his honeyed words on their judge. But Hugo's calmness unnerved authorities and the trial spectators. While Schlossereck was a common thug, Hugo was something else. Something dredged from an abyss. Hugo and Schlossereck were sentenced to hang for murdering Josefina and Katerina Timal, as well as Theresia Keterl and Rosa Ferenczi. Hugo's brother Carl was also convicted for his role in the murders, although his death sentence was reduced to life imprisonment. Many believed that there were more murdered women, some calculated as high as 40 or 50, but the truth would never be known. Hugo Schenk and Carl Schlossereck were hanged the day after their sentencing. Schlossereck was first to the gallows. He walked with his head up, carrying a bouquet of mayflowers and roses that his wife gathered for him. Hugo listened as Schlossereck begged his audience for forgiveness. The gallows creaked as they led him to the noose. The silence of the crowd was too much for Schlossereck. He asked if there were anybody out there who wanted to curse him. But the priest comforted him with a simple die in peace. Schlossereck spoke one last time, pleading for the Lord to protect his wife. Two minutes later, the jailers came for Hugo, who was much more composed. His back was straight, his mustache groomed. Hugo gave a cocky smile to the crowd. 200 of them, all gentlemen with titles and proper occupations. He saw actors, writers, officials, military attaches, doctors, respectable men. There was also a prince, a baron, and a celebrity execution watcher, gentlemen whom Hugo pretended to be. Hugo then saw Schlossereck dangling at the end of his rope like a grotesque trout at the end of a fisherman's line. Still, he showed no response. He mimicked Schlossereck's last words, "'Pray, greet my wife,' then nodded to the priest." He was calm and collected, but the executioner was going to make this hard. Heinrich Villenbacher did not pride himself on quick, clean executions. A skilled executioner knew how to drop a convict, blocking blood passages and rendering them instantly unconscious. Death came later. Villenbacher liked his criminals to suffer, and he wanted Hugo Schenk to die badly. When Willenbacher dropped Hugo, he was conscious as he hanged. His mouth agape in a silent shriek as his eyes and tongue bulged. He twisted on the rope, turning away from the crowd toward the distant city. Black lights swarmed from the edges of his vision and swallowed everything. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Daniel William Gonzalez, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon, and fact checking by Haley Milliken. I'm Vanessa Richardson.